Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Here we are again. I was going to say I'm a gog, but you always are, okay. say that's what I always say. I don't think I've said it for a while, though. But I am excited Go to on, learn what is want. new in the world of tech. Well, the Americans are going back to the moon. For the first time, it turns out, since 1972. So, Hmm. a very long time. I mean, really, a very long time indeed. Of course, if, like you... Over 40, 50 years. Yes, so if we've been watching For All Mankind this year, as we keep saying, is absolutely wonderful, it feels that they've been there all the time. (laughs) Indeed it does, but they haven't. But for the first time, they are going back with virtually no NASA kit on board they are going in a spacex rocket because Mm -hmm. for some reason elon musk can provide them with rockets more cheaply than nasa can and for the first time they are taking a privately manufactured lunar lander which is called the nova sea spacecraft um, made by intuitive machines which is a good name for a company and it took off today oh so it is zooming its way up to the moon or yesterday for listening to this tomorrow but uh, okay. it's they're zooming their way up to the moon, even as we speak or as we spoke. And what are again. we? What are they going to do when they're up there? Well, they're going to prepare for the Artemis mission, which uh, takes place next year. Hmm. And when they're looking at establishing some kind of lunar base and possibly looking for water on the moon, they won't find any, of course. But they'll have a look. Yeah. Always okay. worth a look. Well, presumably they must have a, a feel. There's some chance. Rather than taking your word they for must. it. <laughs> they must. They certainly <laughs> don't take my word for it. <clears throat> but um, they'll have a look, and who knows what they're going to find up there. Well, I mean, a lot of it's very cold, the dark side, so maybe there is a chance. Do you think the dark side is always dark, or only dark from our point of view? I think it's only dark from our point of view. Ah. Right, I should have kept quiet then. Because if you think about it, when when you have less than a full moon, the other side of it has to be dark, doesn't it? I've been lit up. Rather. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Yes, yes, the dark side of the moon may not be dark from a moon's point of view the entire time. I have this theory that the dark side of the moon is entirely populated by aliens who have no idea that planet Earth exists because, of course, they're mm. always facing away from it. Yes, it'll be the clangers. It'll be the clangers with a soup. It would be dragon. lovely. It would if they be They can't lovely. find water. Maybe they can find soup. <laughs> soup. That would be fantastic. Yes. Okay. Nutritious as well. Okay. Exactly. Where do we go now? Well, back to Earth with a bang, or perhaps more of a rattle than a bang. Rickshaws, very popular in, uh, well, mainly in India, I suppose, mm. but other places where there are narrow streets. And they carry both passengers and cargo. And the thing about rickshaws they're good at getting through traffic but not good at getting through a lot of traffic where uh, mopeds are far better Mm. so introducing the surge s32 made by an indian company called surge which is an electric rickshaw with a detachable scooter so the scooter clicks into place into into the back of it the rear wheel lifts off the ground and the rickshaw battery powers the rickshaw and at a top speed of 28 miles an hour. But when they want to zoom a bit faster, they ditch the rickshaw part and they zoom out of it. James Bond-like. I could imagine James Bond riding a uh, uh, an electric 
scooter yeah. out of a rickshaw. Yes, but leaving behind a very disgruntled passenger, presumably. I imagine the passenger will have paid up and left before then. Okay. But who knows? Maybe not. Unless the disgruntled passenger jumps on the back of the scooter and then zips through traffic at twice the speed. Yes. And what do they do then about the the rickshaw bit they've left behind? Go back and fetch it when there's less traffic? I don't think they dump it on the street. I think they probably put it in their garage until they need it. Oh, I see. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds quite clever. Good idea. Hmm. And talking of small, three-wheeled, slow-moving vehicles, <laughs> yes, uh, mobility scooters. Mobility yeah. scooters used to be sort of bright red, but otherwise rather ungainly-looking machines. Mm. And then suddenly they started bringing out these um, Harley-Davidson-inspired scooters with lots mm. of black and shiny chrome and high Easy yes, Rider-style yes, yes. handlebars. Yes which look very good. And there is a new mobility scooter in town. Well, not quite in town yet, but it will be soon, called Tectus, and which looks like a giant motorcycle helmet. Very, very pretty, with smoked glass. Mm. And um, it, uh, it has a motorised canopy that tilts forward for ease of access. And when they say ease of access, it doesn't look that easy to get in and out of it, frankly especially if you need a mobility scooter, then it's to be assumed that you're not that mobile yes. without a mobility scooter. Anyway, uh, top speed, 20 miles an hour, 99-mile range, which is, which is quite good, starting at $7,000, uh, rising to $9,000 if you want it with reversing cameras, GPS, air conditioning, heater, cup holders, what? and either wireless or solar charging. Good grief. Yes, yes. Anyway, I've been to the Texas website, and they say you can pre-order it from a company called Scooter Pack in Lowestoft. And I went to Scooter Pack's website, who appeared to never have heard of it. So maybe it's just oh. wishful thinking <laughs> on the part of Texas. Okay. So I could do with a mobility scooter at the moment, but only temporarily. I'm being pushed around in a wheelchair presently. It's quite yes. hard getting around um, London. Buses are great, I've discovered. They've all got these wonderful ramps. Tubes, not so great, unless you plan far in advance. And you have to mind the gap, of course. Well, there is a map, TFL do, telling you just how big the gaps are at most stations and how big the drop is. Is it just the same map that tells you how they've just renamed all of the orange overground lines in London? I didn't realise they had renamed them. They named them today. Come on, finger on the pulse. You know we're bang oh, up to just, date. Just in time for the strikes. Are, just in time for the, for the, in time for the strikes. strikes on the overground. So they have renamed them things like the Suffragette Line and the Windrush Line. Oh, just to okay. show how current they are. Maybe not oh, so how current. Fantastic. The when they're so current, yes. But, but oh, and well, how intriguing. I shall go and have a look yes. later. Go and have a look later. Check it out. Yes. Why not? And will the service be vastly improved? It'll be the same service, just with a different name. Yeah, It'll well, make it yeah. easier to know which bit of the overground that, that you're on. Because that is possibly true. Didn't. Yeah. Yes, that is possibly yeah. true. Okay, well, we haven't had one of these, so I think we should have one, if that's all right with you. I think we should. And news from the pop world. Well, not really pop, but Brian Eno, musical mm-hmm. innovator, um, 
and who has performed with you know every leading artist of uh, of the last thirty years, really, who has produced a turntable. It's a limited edition turntable. It's circular, made of translucent plastic with, um, and it's color changing. So it has LEDs inside that light up mm. and change color. It's remarkably ugly. It looks like a cake, forty-five centimeters in in diameter, which is which is actually quite big, forty-five centimeters. It's, it's a foot and a half, fifteen centimeters high, and offset on top of it is a smaller acrylic platter that actually holds the records. They're only making 150 of them, and it's available through the Paul Stoppler Gallery at a mere £20,000. Wow. Which is a lot for a turntable, but maybe not that much for a work of art. Well, still quite a lot for a work of art. I would oh. give you the URL of the Paul Stoppler Gallery, but I think you, if you're interested, you can just ask your butler to look <laughs> it up for you. I bet it doesn't play 78. It probably doesn't play 78s. Well, no use to me. No. No use to me. <laughs> is, that, turn, is that all my, you play? My turntable may not be a work of art, but at least it does play 78s. It's not all I play, no. But it's got to the stage where if you ever go into junk shops and uh, bric-a-brac places and second-hand shops, you're very hard to get 78s now, so it's probably best not to play them on wind-up oh. gramophones, except on special occasions, because they just eat away at the record. They do. That every time you play it, you damage it. Yeah. Well, you used to be able to replace mm. the records. It's very hard now. They're only for sale on eBay, where, of course, um, actually packaging them and getting them sent costs far more than the records do. Well, anyway, they're very, very fragile, 78. Aren't they? That is certainly true. Well, that it is, is certainly slightly true. old tech we're talking here. Let's, let's go it back is. to new tech. Mm-hmm. Or the, not so much new tech as curious tech. Moondrop is a new portable CD player. Good gracious. And... Exactly. Good gracious. Why, I think, is the question that springs to mind. <laughs> it's it's bigger than a CD Walkman. Mm. It's uglier than a CD Walkman. It's very boxy. Really quite an ugly piece of kit. Mm-hmm. Um, it has t- a 10-hour battery life and will sell for $199, which is a lot. Now, I can understand people wanting to go back to vinyl because the, the sound is warmer and mm. richer than digital sound. But CDs play digital sound to start with. So I don't see any possible advantage to playing music on CD rather than just playing it, well, frankly, on your phone. So Mis- anyway, misbehaves more, so maybe that would be the excitement. Maybe the fact that it might occasionally skip as you, as you skip along. Maybe that's the excitement. Maybe. Well, they have, in fact, recruited one of the original Sony Walkman engineers. They've dragged him out mm-hmm. of retirement to come and work on the, on the moon drop. But again, why? Anyway, there's probably, there's probably a reason. I can't imagine what it might be. No, nor can I. Let us pause for a moment. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadget and Gizmo. Steve Kaplan is taking us through some of the latest tech while I uh, interject with some of the older tech. And a marriage of... Modern tech and old tech. Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin, known mm. for having a uh, not a, just a forward thinker, but a very large library, and the entirety of the Charles Darwin Library is now online for you to peruse at your leisure for free. Ooh. This is all nine thousand three hundred books and journals and pamphlets, and it's the initiative of 
uh, a gentleman called John Van White. Y spelled W-Y-H-E, so I'm really not at all sure how you pronounce that. I'm going to call, call, keep calling him John Van Y, of the National University of Singapore. And I don't know why the National University of Singapore seems to be wanting to spend its money doing this, but they, they have done that. And he has built darwin-online.org.uk, which looks like a website from the early 1990s. It is extraordinary. John Van Wy may know a lot about Darwin, but he knows <laughs> zero about web oh. design. And so the front page is a listing of the books, not split up so you can jump to the, you know, the letter you want, just a listing of all 9,300 books. Good grief. Going from A Lady, Extinction of McCartney Rose from the Gardener's Chronicle of 1875, all the way through to Joseph Zuccarini's On the Morphology of the Coniferae. There is actually one later, after in the Zeds, after Joseph Zuccarini, but as the title was very, very long and entirely in German, I didn't <laughs> attempt to okay. pronounce it live on air. And I mean, is it functional, so all the website? There. Does well, work, yes, just rather just about. It, Very, very clunky. Uh, I, it's a shame that he didn't get someone who knows a little bit about web design to uh, to help with it, or it could have been so much easier to use. Mm. But it's, uh, as I say, it's, it's, it looks like a very, very old-fashioned website. Anyway, there you go. It is darwin-online.org.uk. Peruse at your leisure. Okay. Well, let's move on. So let's move on to lithium batteries. Lithium batteries, the saviour of mankind. They power everything from our phones to our cameras to our electric skateboards and bicycles. The only problem with them is that they tend to explode. Certainly the cheaper ones, which are not mm. properly certified, tend to explode. And the reason that they explode is because the, there's an electrolyte fluid, which is what carries the charge between the positive and the negative terminals, the fluid that allows the lithium ions to flow back and forth. And that fluid is highly combustible. Well, researchers have uh, taken a look at this and said, we don't have to use a highly combustible fluid instead. We could be using Novex 7300. Novex 7300, I hear you ask, well, you didn't ask, but I could see a puzzle book yeah, on your absolutely. face. absolutely. It's made by 3M, and it acts as a fire extinguisher. So if there were any um, any sudden... A fault in the battery, rather than bursting into flames, the electrolyte would put the fire out. And they've uh, done demos. They have pounded nails through the batteries, and they still don't explode. That's wonderful a good news. Thing. Yes. All they've got to do is persuade people to use it. Oh, is it more expensive? I imagine it's more expensive than what they're currently using, yes. Because uh, batteries are getting cheaper and cheaper and more and more explosive. And... I have seen videos of batteries not just burning into, into burning into flames, but actually exploding, and they do so with an astonishing degree of, of violence. Really, not 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 very good. And sometimes out. hard to put out, don't they? I've seen a, a video of a car underwater burning. Oh, oh whether really? it's lithium or something else, I don't know. But I mean, yeah. it seems extraordinary to, to actually have a fire underwater. Yes. Well, they make underwater blowtorches, of course. So I suppose that must mm -hmm. be a, a way of making that happen. Yeah. Um, well, Any we're going to have another one of these and then we'll move on.
Now, mm. if you were unlucky enough to suffer a heart attack in public, you'd better hope that there was someone nearby who knew CPR. Mm. And if they were someone of a certain age, they would sit astride you, place both hands on your chest and pound away while singing the Bee Gees staying alive to themselves. Because staying oh. alive was identified way, way back as being a a very good song to do CPR to because of its its pace and, and rhythm. And also, oh. staying alive is a good thing to sing. I'd, I'd well, read something else recently. Okay, go on. Well, it turns out that staying alive is only 103 beats per minute. Mm. And you really assuming want you're singing at the right speed. You're right, okay. Assuming you're singing at the right speed. So that has been replaced in recent years by Nelly the Elephant. Oh, that's what I'd read, yes. That's yes. what you've read. Now, if I were coming round after a heart attack <laughs> and someone was sitting astride me, pounding my chest while singing yes. Nelly the Elephant at the, the top of his voice, I would not feel sl- even slightly reassured. And you can't help feeling many people well, might not actually out. know me Nelly the Elephant. Ah, well, this is the whole point. This is ah. the point made by the the Victorian Heart Institute at Monash University, mm. who say, actually, lots of Taylor Swift songs are almost exactly 120 beats per minute, and they're therefore perfect for doing CPR. So they're promoting 50 Taylor Swift songs, which they reckon anyone under the age of, uh, insert random number, less yes, than hours yes. here, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, will know all Taylor Swift's uh, oeuvre off by heart, and they can pick one of those. So there you go, Taylor Swift to the rescue. Not only possibly keeping Donald Trump out of the White House, but keeping people alive at the same time. (laughs) Right. How useful. You've got to admire her for that. How useful. Yes. How useful. Yes. And no doubt her lawyers following on behind, taking out (laughs) injunctions against people actually using her songs in vain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly, yes. Demanding royalties every time a heart attack is sold. Yes. Okay, where now? You've had uh, a COVID vaccine, haven't you? Uh, yes, not recently, but and yes, I have. Not recently, but you've had a couple of booster shots. Yeah. Do you have a preferred arm? Uh, yes, but it, they don't seem to ask. Ah. Well, most people have a preferred arm. People are right-handed tend to use their left arm. Yes, it and I'm left-handed, out, so I prefer the right arm. Hmm. Well, it turns out, according to a study done by the Oregon Health and Science University that if you have your booster in a different arm to the original vaccine, Mm. it's up to four times more effective. Wow. Wow, indeed. Because it seems that you get immune memory formed in two different locations. So you get a new immune response in each arm, and that just makes it work that much better, apparently. You're kind of wishing they thought of this three years ago. Yes. Well, no one thought to do a study three years ago. But how fascinating. Until um, presumably it applies to other things as well. It'll apply to all vaccines, yes. But most vaccines you only get once. It's it's uncommon to get to get boosters. You get flu each winter. Yeah. And they vary it, don't they, according to what they think the prevalent strain is. They do. But then you have to remember each year which arm you had it in the previous year. Yes. I don't know about you, but my memory is not that good. You get a little tattoo on your arm, a little target. Oh, okay. Or a date. You can have a date oh, tattooed onto each arm. Okay. Fine. Rather like you know, the, the doorposts in people's kitchens when they have the height of their children. Oh, yeah, yes. Measured. How splendid. Yeah. 
and then you, then you have to leave and some new people come in and they paint over it yes, yes. Yeah, exactly exactly yeah. it's sad when they paint over all that family I history know. i suppose they I have know. to do that so where now well let's go to um green power everyone wants their green power solar power being probably the most popular mm-hmm. but solar power like wind power is unpredictable it depends it works best when the when the sun is out and wind power, of course, works not only best, but only at all when the wind is blowing. Whereas wave power is there all the time, whether we like it or not. Mm. So this is a rather ingenious uh, invention called the Dragon 12, which they describe as an underwater kite. It's, mm. It looks a bit like a little spitfire shaped, um, more or less. And it's big. It has a 12-metre wingspan, and it weighs 28 tonnes. And what happens is you you chuck it in the sea with an anchor holding it to the seabed. And like a kite, it will fly itself in a kind of figure figure of eight. It'll move faster than the tidal flow. So it'll actually generate more electricity than if it was just sitting there um, absorbing whatever mm. happened, what happened to be going through it. And they reckon that it's going to um, be a, a very, very cost-effective way of generating um, not free electricity, because it's still got to build them, but certainly very cheap electricity. Because they haven't really And they are about to start power, testing yes, it. Hmm. No, they haven't. Because, well, they're, they're various solutions. Hmm. Yes. So I, mean, I go to, I go to Brittany, the there's, a, there's one there. Yes, and there's one in there's one in Brittany. I mean, there's quite a few on the continent, but it's not supposed to be terribly efficient. No. The seven, well, the seven barrage they haven't put up. Swansea yeah. was going to put um, a tidal mm. um, bay in, and that never happened. So this sounds great news. Well, it does, doesn't it? Well, we'll watch this space, or rather watch the space in the Faroe Islands. Do you know where the Faroe Islands is? Uh, yeah, north of Scotland, isn't it? Yes, between Scotland and Iceland. Do you know who yeah. owns the Faroe Islands? Uh, well, it's not me. I'm sure I'd have been no, said to demand. Denmark. For... Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Which is surprising. I didn't realise it was it was a it was a, it's an autonomous Danish colony. They have their own currency and everything. Hmm, I don't think I knew that. Population of is about it... fifty thousand. Is it worth visiting? Uh, well, I don't know. Not according to Wikipedia. They didn't list any sites of interest on it, and it is a long way north. Probably very very cold. And, well, Iceland um, used to be Den- Den- tax Ice- Iceland used to belong to Denmark. Oh, well, that's probably why they own the... No, Norway, sorry, Norway, Norway, sorry. Oh, Norway. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes more sense, because Iceland is sort of just more or less off mm. Norway-ish, mm. more or less. Anyway, well, there we go. That is solar power or the wind power made more predictable. And finally, have we got time ooh. for a quick and final... Yes, why not? Why not? Why not? Chocolate. Everyone likes chocolate. And chocolate, of course, is not that much chocolate, but 50% sugar, more or less, in your mm. average bar okay. of chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Well, some researchers at the Penn State University have tried replacing half the sugar in dark chocolate with oat flour. And apparently it tastes just the same. Oh. Isn't that surprising? Yes. Yes. It is. I think that's very surprising. Uh, they tried it on 90 volunteers who liked it just as much, if not more, than regular chocolate. They also tried it with rice flour, but um, no one liked that. They said it tasted 
too sort of too icky. But the oat flour, good thing. I mean, you're still getting all your carbs, of course, but you're yes. getting much less sugar. And presumably, oat flour is not terribly expensive. Uh, well, presumably not. Um, probably not compared to sugar, no. Well, that's fantastic. Wonderful. A lot of interesting stuff there. Steve, thank you very much indeed. We'll have more Gadget and Gizmos at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.